Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In a short while, um, what I call the instrumentalist, please. In a short while, a particular country in the world, we have a change of batting. And uh, in every organization, when this one chief executive is leaving and is handing over to another chief executive, it's not everything that is going to finish. Children of God, that is why I want you to pray right now. Year 2016 is running out. Whatever your right in this year 2016, it must not be handed over to 2017. It must be finalized. Even though shorter days, very few days, just two days remain. So let's tell God. You say you pray this way. Year 2016, hear the word of God. Say, Year 2016, hear the word of God. You must release all my rights with you. With you before you go. Don't hand over to 2017. So, brethren, continue to pray. Every of your rights, for the few hours that remain, demand, command with the name of Almighty God that it should reach you. It must not be postponed. You should have it and grab at it. In Jesus' name, we pray. For the next eight to five, uh, five to eight minutes, I want us to dance to the Lord. We have started yesterday night to early this morning. So I want us to continue that dancing as the choir will lead us in that. Almighty Father, thank you. Almighty Father, thank you. Hallelujah, Almighty Father, thank you. You are worthy, Almighty Father, thank you. We have nothing, we have nothing to give you, but to say thank you, Lord. Almighty Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, Almighty Father, thank you. You are faithful, Almighty Father.
pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We have nothing to give you than to continuously appreciate everything you are doing in our life. We are remain standing today. It's not that we are too perfect, but for the mercy that we receive from you. So many rivers have flowed. So many water have passed under the bridge. It is through you. It is because of you that we, are, we remain alive. Thank you from the January, February, up to March, to April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. This is December. Just a few hours to the end of this year. Father, we give you all glory. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let's give a hand offering to Jesus. Let's be seated. Praise the Lord. I wanted to say that when Pastor Sean started the night vigil yesterday, like we do say in Nigeria that there's giraffe, that he has giraffe on today's uh, message. And the same thing, uh, Brother Georgie, a few minutes ago also, I could say that he has also giraffe on that message because he is saying you have to take account of whatever you are doing. Right from January up to this place, you need to take account of yourself. Now, before I go further, let me tell you this. Before Sunday service began one morning, a church member said to his pastor, if you see me asleep while you are preaching, don't take it personally. It is not that your sermon is boring. It is just that I was taking inventory of all my goods last night. And I didn't get to bed until the early hours of this morning. Then he asked the pastor. He, uh, he told the pastor, this is the time of the year, you know, I discover a lot of goods that I didn't sell during this year. I came to realize how many mistakes I had made. Some shelves were empty. Others were full of goods that are not sold. Apparently, I had bought too much of what I shouldn't have buy. Uh, I shouldn't have bought in the first instance. And I, I have more than enough in those goods. Why some goods that is required, he has not, he has not bought enough goods that the sellers required. Then he asked the pastor, don't you think that at every, that everybody should take inventory regularly, not just at the end of the year or at the beginning of the new year. Everybody should take inventory of his life. As you are moving, as you are stepping forward, you need to take inventory of your life. Today, we'll be talking about review 2016 activities log. Review 2016 activities log. Many of us, we use Facebook of recent. Facebook started sending something that you review your years, your, your activities this year. So we want us to review what we have done this year ourselves. I'm not saying you should respond to whatever I'm saying. Within your heart, begin to question yourself what you have done this year. Let's open our Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 to 9. 
Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may seem disqualified. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth, for we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we pray, that you may be made complete. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Generally in our working place, we all have end of the year appraiser. This is when our performance also will be reviewed, either in whole or in part. Yesterday, there was a certain testimony that go in line with what I'm talking about now. When you are giving this, you have to submit whatever you have done to your management. This, whatever you are submitting will show your productivities, your contribution, your performance. Everything will be reviewed. And that time also, you need to set smart objective. What you are going to do for that company in the coming physical year. It might not be this kind of end of the year. Different companies also have their uh, physical year. So, in this way, like the Bible said that we should examine ourselves. This morning, I want us to continue to, in our mind, begin to uh, examine yourself. You have to examine your, examine your past life. Whatever you have done in the past. Not just the beginning of this year. Think back. For the 41st time, you begin to realize what is within your environment. So think deeply, what are those things you have done? Then begin to review it. So, what am I saying is that, whatever be your goals, whatever be your achievement, even your working place, this will determine what will happen next. If you are not contributing positively to your company, or even to your own business, you will kill that business. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to know that examine yourself, reveal yourself is scriptural, as you have heard from that second Corinthian that we have read. We can find in the book of Jeremiah, uh, sorry, um, Jeremiah was exhorting the Israel in lamentation. That's lamentation 3, 40 to 41. Let us search out and examine our ways. Let us search and examine our ways. And turn back to the Lord. You turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. Praise the Lord. Now you need to look back. Where am I going wrongly? Where am I going the wrong direction? Where am I derailing? Jeremiah was telling the Israelites that they have to search themselves. They need to examine themselves. Brethren, I'm telling you this morning also, begin to search your mind. Begin to examine yourself. Paul encouraged Corinthians, Corinthians believers, to examine themselves when it came to the Lord's Supper. Every, Friday, every first Friday of the month, pastor do mention this. 1 Corinthians 11.28 But let a man examine himself, 
and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Even before you come for that offering, you are being reminded to examine yourself. Am I worthy of taking this every time we are hearing this? Paul also was talking to the Galatians to examine their work in the Lord. Galatians 6.4 But let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Praise the Lord. You need to examine yourself. And I'm sure by now you know where I'm going. We are going to review whatever has happened this year. In this church, as a church and as individual. Today is the last Friday service for this year. So, I would like all of you to consider review every activities that has happened. Either as church or as individual. Like the test we have read, he has said that we have to examine ourselves. You need to take inventory. You take inventory of what you have done this way, this year. Whether you are on the right path or you are going to the wrong path. That is why you need to approach this year that is running out. As a church, I want us to look at whatever we have done in this church right from the beginning. We should ask ourselves, how our life has influenced others. Those are the part of things you need to ask yourself. The kind of life that I'm living. Is it something that is influencing others? Can somebody look at you and say, I want to be like him? Begin to review in your heart. Begin to think deeply. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying that this review should always happen at the end of the year. Or at the beginning of the year. What I'm telling you is that it has to be from time to time. Now, as a church, as body of Christ, present here this morning, or uh, this afternoon, rather, let me ask you directly, don't answer me, how did church perform this year? Begin to think. When you are looking at how church performed this year, you are the body of Christ. You are part of the church. What is your contribution to the work of God? But for proper evaluation, I want to set a benchmark so that we can accurately look at how we examine the church and ourselves. So let us look at the book of uh, Revelation. We have some churches there. Churches as listed in that book so that you will know where you belong to. In this book of Revelation is where we find seven churches which can be compared to the present situation. Number one is Ephesus. The church of Ephesus. That is Revelation 2, 1 to 7. We are not going to read, but I want you to listen to verse 4 of it. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. The Ephesus church... The church that has forsaken his first love. Simra. The church of Simra. Verse 8 to 11. We are not reading it, but let's look at 10. Do what not, the 10 is saying. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. Simra that church is the church that will suffer persecution. 
that Can I have the slide, brother? The church that will suffer persecution. Praise the Lord. Number three is Pergamon Church. That is from verse 12 to 17. But let's look at verse 16 there. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. This is the church that needs to repent. When we are talking of the church now, we are not talking of the building. We are talking of you and I. We are talking of everyone. So, the Pagamon church are the church that need to repent. What about Titrite church? Revelation, that's 18 to 29, but let's look at verse 20. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. The church, this is the church that had a false prophet. The church, this is the church that have a a, a false prophet. Now let's look at the church of Sardis. Now you jump to Revelation 3, 1 to 6, but we are looking at verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. This is the church that has fallen asleep. Are you falling asleep here? It's, everything, it's not when you sleep we are talking about now. When something going to the right ear and pump out in the left ear, it's not stay. That kind of mind, that kind of soul is falling asleep. That is the kind of church that saddest church be. Now, Philadelphia church, chapter 3, verse 7 to 13, but we look at verse 10. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. Hallelujah. The church that kept commandment and endured patiently for God. Are you keeping the commandment? Is everything that is coming from this altar, once it goes into your head, the moment you step out, is out. Are you keeping to the rules? Are you keeping to the instruction? Are you keeping to the commandment? Praise the Lord. And the last church, Laodicea, verse, uh, verse 14 to 22, but we are looking at uh, verse 16. So then, because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Praise the Lord. This is the church with lukewarm attitude. Let's give a hand offering to Christ. Because in this assembly, we are not lukewarm. In this church, we are alive. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. It's not by our doing. It's God in our midst. Praise the Lord. Now, let's take a look at bread of life this year. This particular year. If I ask you, how many of you remember the precept for the year? They are projected it today. The moment announcement is going on, you are seeing it from time to time. The preset for this year, and that is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2a, which is our main theme for this year, preach the word. 
Be ready in season and out of season. That was where we started in January. Up to now, up to yesterday, or early this morning, we still say, evangelism, glory. glory. We are still reviewing the activity of the church. What about the promise of the year? Who remember? Promise of the year is taken from a book of Habakkuk 2.14. And what does that mean? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is showing his magnificence and his power in our life. That's what God is telling us in that, in that particular promise of the, of, of the year. Brethren, God manifests and magnifies his own in our midst this year. If you don't know, I know. Because each time I remember all the activities for this year, I give glory to Almighty God. Praise the Lord. So, we move further. Earlier this year, we've had so many messages. Earlier this year, we have had so many messages. Right from the first, I will tell you the first seven messages we had. Recognize and maximizing opportunity. That was Pastor Lekon's message. The first message of January 1st. Makes resolution that last. That was my first message this year. Fulfilling your days, Pastor Shem's message, first message this year. Go and preach. That's Pastor Leslie's message. Evangelism, my call, Brother Ken. The potential of personal evangelism, that's Pastor Abraham. And lastly, know whom you are in Christ, Brother Cloudy. These are the messages that we have had this year. It's been projected, you can see it up. There are a lot of activities in this church that we have done. Even though this year we celebrated 30 years, this idea started in 2015. Praise the Lord. And the first thing that we did was taking the photograph, group photograph here, in February this year. And after that, we move forward. We have a marriage seminar. That means this church have your love in, in, in mind. They want you to have a stable home. Marriage seminar was organized for each and every one. So you can see that we are not lukewarm. You can now try to allocate to whichever church you think we belong to. But I know that this church, there is improvement. We are moving forward. We might not be perfect the way you want, but we are moving forward. Praise the Lord. From seven families, now 450, we are still counting. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. After the marriage seminar, we have water baptism. That was twice this year, April and November. Uh, before then, I NG for Christ sometime around the May. They have uh, a seminar also. They call it Who Am I? Who remember? Praise the Lord. So that is why we need to keep reviewing whatever we are hearing from here from time to time. 
even your circular job, if you don't go back to your book and begin to review what you have learned, it might fade off. Praise the Lord. So, after the water baptism, we have Friday school parent-teachers meeting. E-parenting. E-parenting. That was how we were told how to use computer, how to use internet. This, we had it twice this year. The last one was practical way to safeguard, practical way of safeguarding our children from the negative influence of internet. That's activities that happened this year. We have VBS, Vacation Bible Study for the children, for Friday children. They were here for a few days. We are all coming in the evening to join them. Then going to different ministry, excellence men, early will I seek the never cease. It is alive throughout. This is a regular program that the brethren, the men, excellent men of this church are doing. For those of you who have not been part of it, I'm reviewing and I'm reminding you that is where God is manifesting himself in our life. Testimony, we have heard about it. Within the Excellent Men program also, they organize what they call, they have a special program, Practical Evangelism. Can you now see that the precept of the year has even flashed to the Excellent Men? Practical Evangelism happened in April. Night of Praise and Worship. Our choir, they were here. They praised God. We all danced and celebrated with them. We are still reviewing what happened this year. The women ministry, they have a lot of activities this year. So many activities they, they had. Apart from their regular corporate prayer messages, they've started bringing our children up by organizing cooking demo, Bible quiz among the women, how to make flour, group discussion on specific, specific Bible portion. Not just that, all work without play. Maybe make Francis a dull boy. The excellent woman, the women ministry decided to go to Calbol Park to have one of their best, Bible-based women's meeting. Not just in this auditorium. They went out to celebrate Jesus Christ. They have a lot of program, testimony. Even the the age ones that are here, they honor them. These are the, 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 the excellent women. They honor the age ones among us this year. There's cooking demo. They have another cooking demo. Teaching people how to cook different kind of meals. Praise the Lord. Because they want the brother to enjoy their meal. There are a lot of visitation to those who have delivered baby. They, they went there, they helped them in bathing them. Even those that don't have help, they have assisted them. This is excellent women of this ministry. Let's give them a half of <laughs> Praise the Lord. They also have their own library. They are taking photographs, they are taking rec keeping record of their activities. Praise the Lord. Now, Back to the church itself. This year we host the newcomer twice. Discipleship training twice. 
30 years anniversary. That is the peak of it. The celebration galore. We all rejoice here. We brought people that were here before. We brought them back. Brethren, praise the Lord. The night vigil for this church, 12 night vigil, 12 victory night. Intercessory prayer never cease. Even when they are at home, they are praying on your behalf. Praise the Lord. Now, as individual, I quickly I want us to, to look at self and see where we belong to. Can you be comparing it to, brother, can I have the slide back for the churches? Because I want brethren to keep looking at it to know where they belong to. Can we say most likely you are one, five, and seven? One, five, and seven. Just waiting for the slide. Or somewhere maybe three and four. Or is it two? I want the slide to come so that you can remember the first church because I've grouped them one, two, three, up to seven. So how did you perform as an individual in 2016? It's almost gone. Almost. It's just a few hours that less than maybe 36 hours we'll be talking of New Year. So now back to that. You, can we say you, are, you belong to number one, five, and seven? Or maybe somewhere between three and four? Or is it two? Brethren, I know that you are not falling asleep. Whatever you are being told, whatever has been given unto you here, you are sharing it among the brethren. Can we say you are six, number six? And that is my hope. That you all belong to the number six. The church that kept the commandment and endured. 2016 is rolling out. Flashback. Think back for the very first time of this year. Look back. Think deeply what you have done. Or maybe we look at it in another dimension. On a scale of 1 to 10. How will you look at this year? Can you give it 8 to 9? Or 10, 10? We had testimony yesterday that this year my business was good. Glory be to God. Such brother can give 8 to 10. Maybe not everything is, uh, 8 to 9, maybe not everything is expecting. But he give glory to God. We were told yesterday, early in the morning, today in the vigil, that in everything we should always give God the glory. We should always thank God. Pastor Lekan gave testimony that whatever circumstances, he prayed to God, he thanked him. Praise the Lord. So, can you rate this year 8 to 10? Or is it 5? When we talk of 5, maybe it's just normal year. You go to the office, you do the same stuff, you do everything, then you come back, you eat, you sleep, the following day you go like that. So, when you fall in that category, you will, maybe you will give 5. Or maybe this year, 2016, deserve only 2 out of 10. Because at a particular time in this year, there were a lot of anxiety, there are a lot of fears, there are a lot of uh, things that happen due to what? 
the oil prices fall. But brethren, you still remain. There are a lot of us that we were scared. What is going to happen? So if you are to rate this year, is that how you are going to rate it? Will you rate two? Because of what you have gone through. So think back and check what kind of person you are during this year that is running out. Are there some regrets? If you can rewind back, will you behave differently? Or will you have shown more understanding in your office? Will you have half much listening here to your subordinates? Will you have be more care? Will you have be more patient? Less critical, be more supportive and helpful. As you reflect this year, there are certain things that you wish you might, you're supposed to have done differently. Begin to think maybe you have done something, you are now looking at it, oh, I should have done this one in this way. But I want you to ask yourself, is my life reflects that I'm a child of God? Think about it. As an individual, what is your contribution, productivity, performance, involvement in the house of God? Do you just come as a one, uh, uh, bench woman? By telling somebody, praise the Lord, brother, you pass the message. Because if that brother is not feeling okay, but for you just say, praise the Lord. You preach the word. Hallelujah. So, as we stand on the threshold of another year, let us look very briefly about the, uh, a very brief parable that Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 13, verses 2-9. Jesus said, Jesus said that a certain man planted a fig tree. He nurtured it, he fertilized it, he cared for it. He expected fruit from the tree, but year after year, it was barren. What happened? Finally, he said to the keeper, cut it down and throw it off. And what happened? The, 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 the keeper said, please give it just one more year. And then, if it doesn't bear fruit, we will cut it down. And the man agreed. I shall not be cut down in Jesus' name. I heard that. I grab it. Somebody just pray, I shall not be cut down. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants some fruit from you and I. The owner is coming back. He is coming back. In this particular parable, that owner every year is coming. Why? For a reasonable request. For those of us that grow in weird we have a farm. We know what it is when you plant. If you plant something, if nothing is coming up, you, you remove it. There's a particular, what they call, um, uh, we call it papa in Nigeria, and um, I think, uh, I don't know what they, I can't remember what they call it in this region. Hmm? Papaya. Papaya, good. That papaya, when, when it's planted, after some time, you will realize that there's a particular one, we call it male part of papaya. It will look beautiful. It will not produce any seed. 
Immediately as a farmer, you see it. No, you will not stay here. He cut, he cut it down. Exactly what the parable of Jesus Christ is saying here. Even though the man was patient. He was patient three years. Mathematician, if they put it three years, that's about 36 months. 156 weeks. 1,095 days. And now it's 26,280. Somebody cannot wait for one hour in this church. You'll be looking at the clock. Thank God they are not putting clock here. <laughs> but somebody was waiting for 26,280, expecting the fruit. The Bible said the owner keep coming to find some fruit. The Lord is coming back to find some fruit of fruitfulness in you. He's coming back to find some fruit of family togetherness in you. Where is your family? Are you living as day and night in your home? Brethren, review your mind, review your activities. The spouse should come together. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. That no man, you are part of that man. Don't put asunder. God is expecting the fruit of togetherness. Some fruit of fellowship, God is expecting it in you. Praise the Lord. So, why should that tree even remain standing? If it's not making any fruit. That is why the owner said, cut it down. As 2016 draws to close, God sees all too well that what has happened in our life. He sees everything. That is why you need to repent if you belong to the church that repent. You need to repent. Review your life, review your activities, and repent. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God has seen the argument. When you review whatever you, you, you have, if there's anything that is contradicting your mind, God sees everything. Just commit it unto God. Forgive whosoever you feel have offended you. Put everything behind. The pride, take them off. Lack of gratitude, take it off. Try to appreciate. Appreciate what people are doing. Show love to your children. Show love to your children. You only brought them to this life. There are a lot of dangers outside concerning the children. It is when you show them the love, they will open up for you. If you try to bring them up the way you are brought up, they will be secretive, especially at the teenage, teenage time. Open yourself to them. Show your children's love. Don't disconnect with them. So, now, back to that parable of Jesus Christ. 
We need to produce fruit as we are part of Jesus Christ. Listen to what Jesus said in the book of John 15. John 15 verse 5. John 15 verse 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. John 15, those who remain in me. I am the ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. Without him, you can't do nothing. So review your activities. Whether actually you, you are part of that branch that Jesus Christ is talking about here. Those who remain in him, he will remain in them. And they will bear what? Much fruit. What is the key here? The key here is to connect to Jesus Christ. That is the key. All you need to do is to connect. And when you do this connection, brethren, I'm telling you, you will rate every year 8 to 10. One testimony here yesterday said, I achieved my goal 110%. Can you imagine? So when you are connected to that branch, which is Jesus Christ, you will achieve beyond your target. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, brethren, I want you to check your log activities this year. Examine to see if you are still in faith. Check if you are still in faith. Second Corinthians 13, 5. Let's read that only. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself to see if you are in faith. Test is yourself. your faith really genuine? Are you dedicated to him? Is part of your body committed to God? Romans 6, 13. Romans 6, 13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Praise the Lord. When you are connected to Jesus Christ, you will not let your body become a tool for wickedness. You will not allow that to happen. Move to verse 16, brother, of that same Romans 6. And... Do, do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are the ones, you are, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? Praise the Lord. Review yourself. Review your activities, whatever you are doing. Is there anything that you have become slave to? That's Romans is saying, don't you realize that whatever you choose to obey, become your master. Whatever you are doing as you are reviewing this year, whatever you have choose to follow, it become your master. You can choose sin, which lead to what? To death. So review your activities as you step into the new year, so that you don't choose what will lead you to death. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
So what am I saying is that we need to begin to pack the old stuff in our life. A young wife tried to, his, to her husband, don't forget to bring home another bag, garbage bag. The husband asked, what is the, what is the matter with the one I bought yesterday? She said, it is full. This young wife, when he entered that home, he discovered that brother, she discovered that brother is having so many old stuff in the house that are not useful. He began to pack them in the garbage bag. Pack them. Then he called the husband again, you bring another one. So what are the old stuff in your life? As you are stepping out of 2016, gather everything together and pour them to the Lord. Lay them before God. That is the only way that you can set yourself free concerning this. So, you need to examine yourself this year. Praise the Lord. And as you examine yourself, there is need for you to know that, just like that parable that the owner said that it should be cut down. Why the gardener, the, the, the caretaker said no, that they should give it another mo uh, one more year. Be sure of this. Our gardener, our caretaker is Jesus Christ. He is the Jesus Christ that is telling the master, have mercy, have mercy on us. So what are those things that we are doing? Just like that parable that... Is not bringing fruit. What are those things in our life that is not make us to be fruitful? They are all old stuff. Pack them and lay it before God. And God will set you free in Jesus' name. Because if you look at that parable in that, um, that Jesus Christ parable, if you look at the tree, it's not just that ordinary tree that is planted. Uh, just that he, he just grown up on his own. No, it was planted. It was nurtured, fertilized. And that is what the bread of life is doing in your life. You are not here by accident. God has planted it that by this time you'll be here. Even though, like the saying that says TBLF is like what? A filling station. Get filled spiritually and you move on. We have seen the sample here where we were celebrating 30 years anniversary. People that were here before, they were filled with love and care and Holy Spirit. They came back to rejoice with us. Is there anything that is drain your own feeling? Because you are being filled now. Is there anything that is puncturing it? Is there anything that is creating hole in it? Examine yourself. Take it to Forganisa and patch it. Maybe the, the, the Nigerian fellow uh, brethren will understand what, what I mean by Forganisa. When you have a flat tire, you need to take it to Forganisa who will patch it for you. So, if things are leaking in your life, if Everything you are doing, something is reducing it. You need to block it. You are being filled here. 
That is part of what bread of life is doing in our life. You need to examine yourself thoroughly. Thoroughly, you need to examine yourself. Find out where that problem is. If you know you can't pray alone, you go to intercessory prayer. There are a lot of prayer warriors there. By the time they pray, everything will disappear. But I'm telling you where two or three are gathered together. In his name, he's there. So you pray yourself. Pray about it. And God will guide and lead you. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to look at Second uh, Corinthians 13.5 once again. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. Praise the Lord. This particular verse seems to sound like um, a challenge. It's a challenge. Examine yourself whether ye be in the faith. Then the question is that why sh should I examine myself? What is Paul's saying there to the Corinthians. Why is Paul saying this? Why should we examine ourselves? Number one, to determine if we are in faith. is in that test. Examine yourself whether ye in faith. To determine if you are in faith. That is why you need to examine, uh, to, uh, examine yourself. As you, examine, uh, as you examine yourself or on all the activities that has happened this year in your life, in your private life, in the church of God, the bottom line is that find out whether you are in faith. Whether everything that you are doing is in line with the faith. As we review our activities log for 2016, we need to know our position in realizing our faith in Christ. This is the real and ever-present danger. There is real of ever-present danger. I've mentioned that. If you are not examining yourself, you will not know whether you are being depleted, whether you are being um, punctual. There is need for you to do that. That is why you need to examine yourself. You have to examine yourself to determine the truth of yourself. As Paul calls for self-examination, he asks, Do you not recognize this about yourself? We can easily fall into a trap of self-deception. Let's look at James. James 1, 22. To 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and 
continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Praise the Lord. Please leave it open, brother. If when you are reviewing yourself, don't deceive yourself. You have what James is saying here. Our religion is useless when we deceive our own heart. Verse 26. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. As you examine yourself, as you review your activities, if you are deceiving your heart, because within your heart, something will tell you that, oh, what I'm saying is not what I'm doing. So he's saying that our religion is useless. Only through self and honest examination, we can avoid to deceive ourselves. Tell yourself the truth. So, why are we examining ourselves? To determine if Jesus Christ is in us. Paul challenged Christians, the Corinthians, to consider whether Jesus Christ was in them. You need to check yourself whether Jesus Christ is in you. That Christ dwell, Christ indwell in the Christian is a wonderful thought. It was promised by Jesus himself. He's in you, you are in him. You are in him, he's in you. He's the main tree, you are the branch. He's the only one that can nourish you with the right spirit. You need to connect. So review yourself this year. If you are not connected, right now I'm telling you, brethren, you need to get yourself connected. John 14, 23. John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him. If anyone loves me, he keeps my word, and my father loves him. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. We, who are the we? Jesus and his father. When you keep that, his word. He's coming into your life. As you review your life, as you review yourself, realize exactly where you want God to come in, but allow God to come in in every area of your life. Praise the Lord. Galatians 3, 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. As I reviewed the activities of Bread of Life this year, we have baptism two, twice. So review your activities. Once you are baptized, you have clothed yourself with Christ. Hallelujah. Why do we have to examine ourselves to determine if we pass the test? That is, if you look at that 2 Corinthians 13.5, everything is there to determine if we pass the test. 
It is a given that Christ is in us unless we fail the test. If you fail the test, it means maybe Christ is not in you as you review yourself. And what does fail mean? When you, we all know what failures mean. We shall not fail in Jesus' name. In this case, as you review yourself, you are not going to give it to anybody to mark for you. That's why I said, as I'm putting this message across to you, let your own inner mind judge you. Let it mark you. If you know your heart is marking you down, then you need to get connected to that Christ. Praise the Lord. So you need to have that Christ in you. By self-examination, we can know the result. You yourself, you will know the result. So that is why from time to time, brethren, you need to test yourself. You need to examine yourself. You need to review yourself. Don't wait till December next year before you review yourself. Every day, every time, begin to review yourself. Just like in my introduction, that man was only reviewed at the end of the year. Only to discover that some goods are almost uh, expired. Whereas there are some counters that is even empty. If you are a businessman, if you are not reviewing everything from time to time, you just sit, you allow customer to go in and come in. You won't know what the demand are. Take a look at the coming year and plan accordingly. We can copy some people that have planned their life. Daniel resolved that he will not defile himself. He will not eat the pork or drink wine because they were forbidden. He defied the king orders. He defied the king orders. Jacob resolved to bring his tithe to the Lord at Bethel. He had a dream, angel going up and down, a ladder. When he woke up, he looked up, and looked up to God and said, If you go with me, I will live for you, and surely you will give, surely I will give you one third of all I shall earn. That was Jacob. David made two resolutions. As we are stepping into New Year, very soon people will be making resolutions. He made two resolutions. Number one, to read the scripture and adopt them as the standard of his life. And to be a man of prayer. Because God always inclined to his prayer. So, he has made that resolution. Paul was a persecutor. He made resolution to do exactly what bread of life asks us to do this year. And what is that? Preset? Preset of the year? Preach the word. Evangelize. So, Paul made resolution to be a soul winner. Brethren, as you review your activities this year, think back and look back and make resolution for 2017 to bring in more soul, to bring in more soul into the fold. Don't remain inside only. 
allow other people to come in. Pastor Shane will say, invite your enemy. Yes? Bring them. Let them be blessed. Hallelujah. So, in conclusion, as a church, let us be a church to improve worship and open demonstration of our love and admiration, admiration for God. Let us be a church that loves one another, increased in fellowship, bearing one another in love, and patience, so patiently support and encouraging ourselves. Let us be a church that continues to learn of God, increase in depth of Bible. That is our Bible study for this coming year. We should study Bible in depth. Be a church. Let us be a church that continues to serve others. We are doing that. A lot of missions that Bread of Life are supporting all over the world. To God be glory. Let us renew our alliance with Christ. Who said, Behold, I made all things new. The new year also afford me an opportunity to grow in faith. Let new year afford us to grow in our faith. Put the past behind you. Think about the future. Think about the coming year. What has gone past has gone past. Review. Area you need to correct. Area you need to make uh, adjustment. Praise the Lord. Thank God for his goodness in giving you an eye to see the last Friday of this year. And with boldness and joy to step into the new year. I'm saying with boldness and joy, we shall step into the new year. But let us not disappoint our Lord in 2017. May we be fruitful in 2017. 2017 should be a year where worship, service, love, prayer, and evangelism will be our priority. Wishing you fabulous new year with full of great achievement and experience in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, sir. Let's put us together for Jesus. Amen. Now the truth is you can deceive everyone else but only two people you can deceive and that is God and you. In fact, in some cases you can deceive yourself. When you read Galatians 6, 3 to 5, Galatians 6, 3 to 5. Say, for if a man think, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceived himself. So you can't deceive God. He knows you in and out. Verse 4. But let every man prove his own work let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing 
in himself alone, not even in the family, in himself alone, and not in another. Verse 5, for every man shall bear his own body. And that's the summary. If you are asked to examine yourself, you fail to do it, who is going to suffer it? You. If you examine yourself, you make changes, who is going to enjoy it? You. It's not left to you. Let's be on our feet. We have been given opportunity to examine ourselves. The writer of Hebrews says, let us lay aside every weight of sin that does so easily beset us. Looking unto Jesus, I want you to pray, Holy Spirit, help me. I want to be like Jesus in my attitude, in my action, in my thoughts. I don't want to think myself to be what I am not. God revealed to me who I am that I might make every necessary correction in my life. I don't want to go to this new year with all this weight of sin, with all this thing that does not glorify you in my life. Lord, give me a clean sheet as I move to the year 2017. All I want to be is like you, Jesus. In my action, in my thought, in my behavior, in the way I treat others, in the way I act, in what I say, in what I eat, in what I drink. I just want to be like you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And as somebody here, you are not even born again at all. The first examination you should do is, am I born again? And just like I said, you can deceive every one of us, but not God. If you know you are not born again, please, this is the right time for you to make that decision. And you go to that new year, great. And you see your life becoming what God wants it to be. You are here, you are not born again. Can you please raise your hand to Jesus so that we can pray with you? You know you are not born again. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. I know there are more people. There are more people. Please, everybody is, everybody is in the mood of praying. Somebody say you are not born again. And you want to enter this great year. This scary year. <laughs> Without Jesus, how will that year be for you? You are here not born again. Please raise your hand to the Lord. I want to pray with you that your life will be handed over to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for your daughter. And everyone making that decision to surrender their life unto you. Please write your daughter's name in the book of life in the name of Jesus. Save our soul and from henceforth grant our the grace not to go back to those sin again in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please, sister, I need you to see our pastors on this left-hand side so that we can have a word of prayer with you. Let's share the grace together in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit,